I'm sitting right there, and many things are happening that I want to share before I preach a very short, simple message so that I can pray for everyone because I said so yesterday. I'm sitting right there. The Lord graced me into the spirit. Number one, I saw a camp in Ghana, and it's written, Welcome, Crossed Freedom. Welcome, Crossed Freedom to Ghana. So, I believe with all my heart that when you're coming, all you need is your passport and your air ticket. And even now, as I talk, the price is like give and take, close to $1,000, always. It goes sometimes 1500 1400 a trip to Ghana by air. But even as I talk, God has given me some favor that a group that is going, if God really loves me above you all. Yeah, you know, God says, Esau, I have hated. Jacob, I love. But if I see the Jacob story, Pastor Tim, I was a bad boy. I was like a jo J Jacob. And then God transformed me to Israel, prince. So I am prince. If you want to be a prince with me, then say, God loves you too. Amen. So even as I talk, if God loves me and us, then we may be having this ticket, this mission trip going, maybe $700. Yeah, it's possible. I call my agent. I have two agents I deal with. One in Atlanta, one in New York. And he kept giving me price, 1,900 and something, 1,900. Finally, so, oh, Rev, I forgot. You are so good a man, God. So I'm going to do something for you and your group. So think about maybe 700. Then he say, I, I'm not promising you, but think about maybe 600. Then he say, think about 800. Then he say, think about 700 maybe. So I believe, amen? amen. So that vision, cross-set freedom, is coming on one day. Number two, Sister Teresa. Your sister, Teresa. You, as I sit here before, sister will call you to pray. I thank God you, you, you're hearing. Keep hearing. Keep hearing the Lord. Amen? A crank. Am I saying the right word? The thing that can lift up a heavy things. 
crank. My English is good today. <laughs> Came, lifting up a heavy load, a heavy, as heavy as this could be. And the Lord said, I should tell you, that burden, that thing, it is his to lift it out of the way. So, there is a lightness coming. There is breakthroughs coming. There is everything you have cried out. That thing that you think, it's, this is really impossible. And some live with it and even died with it. Yet, they went to heaven. God said, no, I have come to lift it up in your life. Number three one, my dear sister, Pastor Angie. Jesus came out of the grave. And the grave wasn't like the grave we know in our graveyards. It's like a house building like this. And Jesus walked out of it. I'm looking at it. It says, I am the resurrection. And then he says, tell her that I have opened a door for you. And the door I have opened for you, you will come with many of those that cannot reach out to places. But I will bring them to you because I have set a door open for you. And this door is not ordinary because when Jesus opens the door, no one can shout it. It's not ordinary door. It's not ordinary. So, beloved, uh, God is taking us somewhere, taking freedom somewhere. Amen. Say, I am ready. I need my portion this morning. Help me, Jesus. Don't pass me by. Amen. God is good. Now let's go to business. This Catch the Fire conference. This Sunday is catch God fire. Catch the vision of God for your life. Stand in the flame of God for your life. Stand in the burning bush fire for your life. Be consumed with a vision of God. There is a place for you in Christendom. There is a place. My sister is still crying. You see, those days when people are crying, I wonder until one day God knocked me down. I wept for like three days. And since that time, I'm a crying prophet. I go to God and I weep a lot. 
in the bus, in the airplane, in restaurant. I said, Lord, this thing is serious. Catch God's fire. Exodus 3, 1 through 4. Exodus 3, 1 through 4. And Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Media. And he led the flocks to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, <laughs> Moses. And you say, here I am. God is calling you into a place. There's a place. There's a place. There's a place. There's a place for us all individually. In God. You got to locate your place. You got to find your place. For this move... For this revival, for this lasting revival that is coming on our planet Earth, on Crosset, on Arkansas, in the countries, and then United States of America. There's a place. There's a place. For that movement, there's a place for you in God. You will not die until you fulfill that place. And you cannot run from that call of God in your life. Because God has designed prophetically this little this little town, this little place of Crosset, I will not lie to you for anything. I fear God. I cherish the grace of God on my life. One day, in one of many times of waiting in the presence of the Lord, basking in his presence, Many days, many hours. The Lord handwriting cross it. 
And I'm looking at this, and I says, Lord, this is the town you sent me to. He said, yes. I want to explain to you the meaning of cross it. And I will not tell you that's me. Amen. So cross it. It's in the mind of God before creation. Cross it. It's in the plan of God before this nation became a nation. I will not tell you the meaning of cross it. You have your meaning, but I have it from him. But if I want to give you a little, a little hint, think about the cross of Calvary. That's just a little hint. Moses should have died, killed, and destroyed. This story is a good story for everyone Christian. He's supposed to be dead. Because a Pharaoh king came and never knew the God of Joseph, the God of his fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Kill every child under two. Kill every child before they turn two. If they are two, kill them. Your destiny will not be aborted until God has fulfilled the purpose why he called you into the kingdom at such a time as this. You are in God's plan. You are God's hand for this generation. For he has located and has spoken and has said, Crosset, a town called Crosset. I prophesy to you, and I repeat my prophecy that I gave the first time here, why God sent me here. Two years when Sister Diane was tracking me, looking for me, I said, leave me alone. I, I said to myself, uh, she's here, she can hear some of the things I have said to, to God about that woman. I said, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm supposed to be in South Africa. And I was so booked. So I sent my resident pastor to go to South Africa. And that is how he met Sister Diane's sister, and they connected. So when, when they called, I said, leave me alone. The pastor that went to Africa, go look for him. I, I, I respect people, so I never told her anything about leave me alone. Because I know those Dianas, they don't give up. 
My wife is called Diana. I know my Diana. Hey! Huh. Let me give you, this is out of my note. Let me give you this. This will help you. Men, lift up your hands. Every man from 18, lift up your hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do not have anything to do with your wife when they're talking to you. Listen to them. The reason why you have to listen to them, even if you don't like it, don't reject it, just listen. Uh huh. Uh huh. The reason is simple they put us to sleep. The mystery of the marriage is that they put the men to sleep. When they wake up, there was a beautiful woman standing. So men, where were you? When they were awake? Hello? So listen to them. We were asleep. We wake up in a beautiful, hey, look how they designed them. Look how they designed them. They have the design thing to talk to you, man. So, when my Diana talks, I say, yeah, man. I have a whole names for her. Sometimes she's, yes, princess, what's up? Sometimes, yes, madam. Yes, sis. <laughs> yes, my queen. He said, teacher, don't mess up with me. This is serious. You have to listen to me. I said, yes, ma'am. And we love ourselves. Love them. Even when you don't want to hear what they are saying. It will save you a whole hell of our trouble. Hallelujah. That is just a commercial break. So Moses. Yeah, yeah, it's a commercial break. Moses should have been dead. Maybe you and I should have been dead. And then one day, Moses wanted to help his people. Hey, who made you a king over us? Who made you a ruler over us? Finally, you know the Moses story. He killed somebody. He got to run for his life. God never ordained. Moses to be in the palace, but he got to be there to learn something, to know something. So there is a place for you in God. And God will do everything possible bit by bit and bring you to your final destination in God. So one day, Moses landed up in Median. Married. Took care of his father-in-law's business. As a matter of fact, it became his business. 
married to a beautiful Zipporah. But one day at his job, one day at your home, one day in your car driving, one day in your office, but one day Moses turning and busy with his job. He saw in a distance. Don't let anyone tell you it was just right there. No. The fire that was burning was at a distance. A distance of about 10 miles. And Moses was looking to catch this fire. Moses was looking, what fire is that? I got to get a glimpse of it. I got to catch this fire. Hallelujah. <laughs> Moses did something you and I will hardly do. He left his job for a while. He never had an associate to take care of the flocks or the sheep. He looked at the flocks, he looks at his job, but Moses was determined that this is a very important sight. Catch the fire. And finally, He got there. When he got close, his name was mentioned. What is this fire that is not consuming the bush? What is this flame that is burning? But no smoke. You have a place in God. I say you have a place in God. And Moses. God had an attention of Moses. May God have your attention this morning. May God have your absolute attention this morning. You see, God said, when he saw that Moses turned aside to look at me. That's a looking in God, Josh. Looking. She regarded toi. Oh, that's French. No French people here. I wish I speak Spanish so I can speak the Spanish. And finally, say, Moses, this is not your place. This was just a training ground. 
Some of you are going through a training period. There's a process going on in your life. Say process. Oh, I love that, uh, that, uh, that, that saying. That's, that mine is too deep and African. What did you say? Process? Process. process. I get another vocabulary. But you hear me, so let me take my own. Process. <laughs> you got to have fun. I, I love, I love, I love, I love when I'm, I'm holding my Bible. It makes me happy. It makes me joy. I'm fulfilling God-given thing in my life. That's a place. So finally, they gave Moses an assignment. But Moses, like most of us, we have an identity crisis. We have an identity crisis. I cannot. I'm not a more educated. I'm not gifted. I was not grown up all my life in church. I grew up all my life in church, but never had anything to do with this identity crisis. Because he is thinking about his past. Identity crisis. Oh, I cannot do this because I divorced my wife or husband. Identity crisis. And the worst of it, I kill, I cause abortion, I cause, I cause identity crisis. There is a paradigm shift here. May you be free from your identity crisis. May you be free from your depression crisis. May you be free from your sickness crisis. May you be free from this crisis in the name of Jesus. Identity crisis. Identity crisis. There was a man called Paul, the apostle, caught in the road near Damascus. He was so much consumed with the vision of God on the road of Damascus, near Damascus, just as like Moses was. Moses! Like Paul. They all had their differences. Something in common. One kill, one make killing his hobby. Causing havoc. Am I saying the right word? Yes. Identity crisis. 
But when he accepted the man that was working for the enemy, for the God that he never knew, for the master that he never knew, when they call him Saul, Saul, like Moses, Moses, Saul, Saul, he said, Who art thou, Lord? He didn't even know the kind of Lord he was serving. Who art thou, Lord? The people out there, they don't know which God they are serving. They knew not our God. And God is visiting Crossets such a time as this to lift up this church as a glorious church, as a church and ministry, as a church to send us and to do the miraculous to God. There is a redemption coming. Have a seat. This ministry. This church. I remember you telling me, will this be happening my lifetime? I'm 70. I say yes again. I'm forgetting you. Only that I have forgotten your name. So that, may, that makes me a bad boyfriend. Yeah, I heard somebody say, yes, he does. <laughs> a bad boyfriend. But forgive me. You will see it, sweetheart. You are so young, you will see that. There is a shift. Say a shift. There is a shift. I said there is a shift. There is a shift. It's clear and simple. The shift is that anything in your life that you think is impossible, this will not happen. There is a shift that God says, I chose this place. Oh, everything this morning is prophetic. Say prophetic. Elder, if Jesus was born on this little town of Bethlehem. There is a reason. Did you hear what I said? There is a reason for that. But you have to get into that place and be consumed with the fire of God. You have to catch this fire of God. You have to catch it in your heart. You have to stand in this flame of God. It will take everything that is pulling you back from serving God right. You have the freedom. Say freedom. freedom. Say it one more time. Freedom. Say it like you have a voice. Freedom. You receive freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, They were consumed with their visions of God. What vision do you have of God? Do you have a vision of God? Are you consumed with that vision of God?
One day, Doc, <laughs> this is serious. I'm, uh, I'm saying this because you said it at, uh, to me at uh, Chicago before the conference that you were talking with one of your daughters. I don't know which one. And uh, I don't remember, maybe Karen or something, or somebody like that. Say, Lord, make me like Dr. Klutz. Dr. Klutz. I want to fast. And then three days or so, four days or so, the man that has fasted long, many days, yeah, I think three days or four days, this man is maybe collapsing. And uh, so the daughter descended in the spirit and said, Dad, you got to do something, eat something. I'm saying this to make a point. I'm fellowshipping with the Lord. He says, Son, and, and fellowshipping with the Lord. Fellowshipping with the Lord. And my wife Diana came. Then I didn't even see in the, in the room. She, she backed out. And then she came back again. She came back again. She came back again. And by this time, the Lord says, you got to get up and go and see her. I said, Lord, she understand. He said, no, you go. So I went. I said, hey, sweetheart, what's up? He said, oh, I came and you were so busy, and uh, I know he will talk to you that I need you. <laughs> he said, it's dinner time. Let's go and eat something. I said, that's all. I said, let me go. And so when I went, this is my, my punishment. My punishment. The Lord said, you don't want to eat? I said, no, Lord, I, I, I wanted to finish so that. He said, if you are not hungry, then be careful. I may put you to two weeks before you eat. I said, no, let me go eat. Hallelujah. I said, Lord, let me go eat something. If it's not given, just stay there. Until it is what? Given. Hey, one week is hard. And then I'm going to two weeks. Lord, let me go find something and eat. You got to be in the presence of the Lord. Until that fire burn every desire. Burn everything. Burn everything. So you can stand and do the works of God. Shout hallelujah. Paul. Receive him. Moses, receive him. Will you receive him? Will you receive him? Lift up your one hand and say, Lord, I'm here. In Isaiah 6, 1 to 8, there was this man. He's a prophet of God, elder. The prophet Isaiah. And this man was so much in love of God, but there was something mixing about Isaiah. It says, Isaiah 6, it says, In the day, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. This man, 
the great prophet of God. Isaiah is one of, if you go to the Bible school, they will tell you that this is the major prophet. So he's loaded. But there was a disruption about his office as a prophet. This is a man who, pro- pro- who prophesied and predicted the coming of the Messiah. This is a man that stood in the presence of the Lord and knew and received from the Lord and gave it to his people. But this man was being hindered by the king. Isaiah was being hindered. He was not in his full place. Until when God says something to him to say. Because of the king, he wants to please him. So Isaiah will not say it like he used to be. Now let me, this is a family. The reason why the Lord said I should go to Ghana in which I'm going is simple. 30 years ago, say 30 years ago, the Lord visited me. Jesus visited me, called my life, and said, go to Ghana. And then he spoke to me. He said, 10 years, you're in Ghana. I'm going to take you to the French. And then 10 years later, I'll bring you to Ghana. And I will let this nation hear you. Hallelujah. I know there's a lot of great men and women of God in Ghana. So, so who am I that they will hear me? They have great of them. I can mention them. Great ministry, great. More educated, more articulate than me. But you know what? It's not about articulation. It is about your obedience unto God. So 10 years, I was faithful to God, obedient to God. I went back. And he said, now you have obeyed me. Go to America. Go back to Paris and pack to America. And I will tell you the things that will be coming on in the government. I will give you a taste of what I want you to do in Ghana. So you can lead my nation. It's a light, my nation. But the light is being them. And I have found you. So 20 years ago, when the Lord took me out of the pastoral ministry, I salute you, pastor. I pray. I know the Lord has spoken to me that you are an apostle. By the time will come, we put oil on you before. We consecrate you. But the time hasn't come yet. Don't worry. Keep what you're doing. Faithfulness is required for all of us. And yesterday, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, he has made you a steward. A steward is loaded. If you are a steward, it's loaded. An apostle that is steward, hey, you, hey, apostle that is steward. Maybe, ma'am, with all due respect, you understand it, but there's something you have to grasp so well. A steward. Yo, Jesus, who mobile. Hey! Jesus, have mercy. 
A steward means, look at me. Elder, give me your chair, please. A steward of what the Lord showed me is this. No, I don't have a big bill. Hold this. This is $10. It's like $10 million. $10 million. I'm a steward of God. Come to me. You don't give me your money. You lay it under my feet. In the book of Acts, thank you, stand there with me. In the book of Acts, the scripture say, Peter, when the brethren saw their property, they came and lay it on the feet of the apostles. They never laid it on their lap. They never laid it on their heart. That means stewardship in that sense means that God has found you as his steward, an apostle, a steward. Money will not take your heart away. As much as they are laying the millions. Oh, thank you. Let me keep my money. got to have a fun in the house of the Lord. As much as they are laying the money into your feet, your heart is still with God. And your heart will still be with God. And this one is a promise of God for me to you because the Lord said it to me. I will stand with you. I will hold your hands up. In prayer, in fasting, so that you can do what God has called you to do. Lebrika mayande rebosikiande, makoka yabahaka italikalis to bronde likalis to ande. They will lay it under your feet. They will lay gold. They will lay everything. But He has found you that your heart will not be twat from Him, God. You will not be like those seven that the Lord has rejected. Your airplanes and your airliners will never make you feel so big. Because it's laid on your feet, says the Lord. It's laid on your feet, says the Lord. Because I have found you to be part of my move in on earth. Malika takai kiande. Ebrostiande. There is something coming. So Isaiah couldn't do what God is asking until he killed the king, God took him away. There's a place in God for you. Yes, pin it, sweetheart. Pin it for me. And, and when the king was taken away, what happened? He said, then he saw the Lord. 
He saw the angels of the Lord worshiping. Seraphim, the great worshipers, the great angels of God. Seraphim and cherubims. And verse 2 says what? His throne was lifted above each to the... Go, 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 go again. Let me explain this as number two. Let me explain in what the Lord said to me about this. He said, with two wings, they worship the Lord. In two wings, they worship the Lord. And with a twin, in the twin, in the twin, they cover their face. Listen to this and tell pastor in case... When she's in the spirit, in case when she get up and she don't need a tip, you can tell her about the Isaiah. With the two wings, they cover their face. The Lord says you will cover your face so that you will not see any and do any to any, any to any, to any, to any, to any, to any, to any, listen my daughter, to any preferences. No man, big man of God, no woman, big woman of God will say, we were friends, I know you, so I have come to help you, and you prefer her over your own sister. You will not do anything like that. You will not look at their face. <laughs> and you will not look at their feet. You are not going to look down upon nobody. It is the grace. I say it is the grace. God is bringing our mama, our pastor, our apostle into a place of high office as steward of God. He will not look down the feet, down upon nobody. He will receive me as his own. He will receive you as his own. And with twin, he did fly. The Lord says, I should tell you, you will fly high. You will go high. You will do high. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you know why I'm delaying? I'm delaying because I want that oil, supernatural, tangible oil to be released in my hand so that I can place it on you. Isaiah. Let me run this message quick so I, we, can, we can get out of this place and then Enjoy the rest of your Sundays. Oh, uh, no. The rest will be another day. Say the rest will be another day. Yeah. I'm working on time. Help, help her to sit. Thank you. Thank you. The rest of you also, when you pray a little bit, finish, you can go and have a seat. This is prophetic moment. Catch the fire of God in your heart. Catch. Catch it. 
All this thing that is happening here has a reason. Cross said. I'll never forget. Listen, I want to tell you some things that is truly God. When I was coming to cross it the first time in the month of February this year, I was told that we are two speakers. So that even blessed my heart not to come. Because there's another speaker. So, I never made any arrangement. No any arrangement to come. Then the Lord says, Sir, are you going or not? I says, Lord, please, there's another preacher going. He said, no, son, please hear me. That preacher is not coming, so I want you to go. I have selected that church. That blew me up. God showed me this church. I, I always want to have a witness of what I say. Show me the David star and everything, the three steps to the fourth one and everything. So God is my witness. Where is Pastor Casey? When you pick me, did I describe it to you? Did I describe your pastor to you? And say thank you. So he said, go for that preacher is not coming. And then hear the beautiful side of it. There was a letter. Am I saying the right word? Letter. This is a prophetic conference. This man was right. You're an evangelist, but I will, yay. It's not enough, so wait. When it's enough, I'll know what to do. <laughs> hey, listen, 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 listen. The man is becoming dangerous and radical. <laughs> because God needs some radical, radicals to take this nation. God gave me Timothy McVeigh that this boy, this man is going to blow Oklahoma and some Chicago, there's going to be a blowout. I never had nobody. I wept, I cried. I said, son, you have done your part. Then he gave me a bishop in uh, Philadelphia to go and tell some things that is coming. He said, I don't have anybody in the government. A year later, he has somebody in the government. God will associate you with some prominent people in the government. So that when the Lord releases it unto us, I will tell you, you tell them and you warn them. And the Lord will speak to you too. The Lord told me Bush was going to win. Agua is going to give up. The Lord gave me Barack Obama, the president's name. They say, you're crazy. And I'm telling you what is coming in America. The reason why Crosset is chosen because God is looking for a church to do a thing. And he cannot find. There are. There are. But this one is found. It's located. So when that, the Lord said go, there was a letter. And the angels of the Lord were descending and ascending. And when that pastor who was coming with me, that I have spoken with a year plus. And I never beg nobody to come and preach for you. I never do. And I, I do not do that. 
I go to a place, I sit. I am not that apostle or prophet that go begging for preaching. No. So when the brother reached there, one step was pulled. I said, Lord, why? He says, it's not meant to be here. So he cannot come. So my ticket was very expensive when I came the first day. Drown all, drown all my little money. Well, later on, somebody, precious pastor, gave a, a blessed me with a ticket money. And God is my witness. When I was in the office making my arrangement, the Lord sent me to go to Chicago. I was there for, oh, no, 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 Atlanta. I was there for 10 days fasting and praying for Atlanta City. Because the Lord was locating, he says, I have a woman there also. So I have one woman there also. He is an associate pastor to a church, but the Lord is taking her out. Call her by a name that only her father will call her. And show me what it's about. When I met her and I said this to her, Thank God she, she was with her husband. They couldn't carry her. They couldn't hold her. She was like electric. The anointing of God came on me, and I just released it a little bit. Nobody was able to touch her. And I came here. That pastor is looking for me after the prior conference, listening to me. I preached for him two days. And he's still looking for me, and I don't have space in my calendar for him now until September. Church, you have a place in God. Shall we rise up? You have a place. You have a place. When I say you have a place, say in God. You have a place. You have a place. You have a place. And finally, you have a place. We have a place in God. Beloved, hey, mama, is daddy fine? Huh? Is your husband fine? It's okay. How old is he now? 83. He should live some more. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm saying this publicly because he came to see. And when before she ca he came, Arrow was going, like, he's going to be taken away quick than before even six months. And he's still living. Worse in health, worse, bad. Is better. I will give you my wet handkerchief. When you go, give it to daddy for me. I never brought two. Normally I carry two, though. It's not about the handkerchief, though. It's about the anointing of God. When you go, tell daddy his son. Say, so you should place it on his head. Yes couple of some minutes. 
He can, he can place it there until he forgets and he falls or something like that. Because I want that man to pass 90. Oh, that's your, your dad, right? Yeah. I want him to live past 90. Because Pastor Angie told me he stood with this church as one of the elders. Yes. So I want him, the grace of God on my life. I said, Lord, let him live past 90. Not weak, not weak, not weak. Whatever that is in him, when you place this, let new organs begin to take place. Let me tell you this. There's a prophetic office. And there's a prophetic anointing. And there's a prophetic mantle. Let it all go together. Some have chosen the prophetic office. They are not doing well. You have to receive the prophet office with a mantle. And mantle are not many out there. That's why in my country, Sister Teresa will tell you, a lot of prophets, and they do some weird things. But I always challenge them that I'm different. The prophetic mantle comes with instruction of God. It doesn't make you excited. It gets you delivered. It gets the work done. Those mantles are few. Fifty prophets of God, students. It was only Elisha that sought and seek God for the prophet mantle. But they were a lot of what? Prophets. So the mantles are not many. You got to fight some ounce. <laughs> 